get after it. Fraser Friday, FT Live, let's go. Todd Father and Kratzy in the same place. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm jealous. I miss you guys. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Busy. Low sleep. You can probably see it in the eye bags, but I'm good. I'm hanging. I got a good he's got a good makeup day. Yeah. Good, good makeup day. You're not you're looking great, Scotty. Although it's not a great bicep artist. angle for you. Like, no, I like your well, other shot. Yeah, I'm hiding them today, and there's a reason for that. Number one, didn't get a morning workout all week. Mm. Number two, and most importantly, I'm never going to compete with Michael Lorenzen. Are you kidding me? No, no. Well, no. I mean, this is what this is why I'm glad he's coming on, because I want to know. I'm, my, my number one question for Michael Lorenzen is, is his right arm bigger than his left arm? <laughs> and... Does he tailor his shirt on his right arm to be a little smaller? Mm, you don't know. Stay that? here. Stay here. Breaking news. Who knows? We'll answer it. But it is some, it's in a, a theory of mine. Michael Lorenzen or Amir Garrett? If I, if I would rather what? Who wins in a fight? Lorenzen or Amir Garrett? Former oh, teammates Amir on the Garrett, Reds. For sure. I mean, sure. If, if, Lorenzen gets, if Lorenzen gets him in like a headlock... Like you big bicep guys, you, Yandi, Lorenzen, your move is the headlock. Amir Correct. Garrett, he's like, he's coming from way over here, and it's that long arm, done. Long arm right to the nose. The rear done. naked choke, that's the one he's looking for. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Lorenzen's looking for. That's what he's looking for. He's looking to says. grapple in there. Yeah, we'll mm -hmm. talk to him about it. He's yeah. coming on the show, right? Let's go. Yeah, we got Lorenzen, uh, Tiger starter. Ryan LaBarnaway, former catcher, buddy of Kratz and also a current Rockies TV broadcaster. we got to give a little love to the Rockies. They've been playing mm -hmm. upset city, and we cover every team here on this show. We're not just focusing on the top few. And then Kenny Ballgame's back. Ken mm -hmm. Rosenthal answering your Twitter questions. So if you have any right now, you can either ask him in the chat, the YouTubers, but also you can go to that tweet and ask because we're going to be streaming live on Twitter as well. And the merch, just a reminder, foulterritoryshop.com if you want to get one of the softest shirts on the planet. Or a hat. And last thing before we get into the headliners, Todd Father, you weren't on yesterday, but I thought of you just because I'm I know you you like these interviews. You see anything from Zach Gallon yesterday? And you can say no. It's okay. I know you had a busy day, but I'll inform you because one of the tweets on Gallon is seven figures in terms of views, with him talking about how he wasn't cardinal way enough and they traded him away. And he grew up a cardinal fan. It was it was good juice. Mm. From yeah. Somerdale, too. <laughs> That's Jersey's finest, as Just, usual. That's right. That's what I'm saying. I thought of you. I'm like, damn, it's a Jersey day, and this guy's giving us real answers. Well, they always do. The guys from Jersey, they're not afraid of nothing. They come out with what they feel, and some, most might not like it. Some might love it, and um, you give an honest answer, and that's it. And it wasn't, I saw parts of it yesterday. I was excited, you know. It was honest. It was honesty. That's, and, that, and that's what that's what this show's about. Honesty, letting it out a little bit. And guess what? You're not going to get any heat for it. It's just you being real as a person and uh, it's the way you feel. And they, you can't control that. You, and you can't tell a person how he's going to feel. So that's the way he went. Also, in his phone, he keeps a screenshot of the writers who didn't vote for him for the Cy Young. <laughs> just that. like Todd Father keeps his screenshot of the 2012 Rookie of the Year writers <laughs> that snubbed his ass. Oh, uh, I got snubbed by one of my buddies, too. Um, I'm going to be like Eric. I'm not going to say his name, but he was one of my best writers ever since Little League World Series days. He, he had, knows. He had me at third. No, I brought it up to him the next year because I asked him. I said, wow, bro. I said, we, we were friends. And then I walked him <laughs> off, and then I walked away. And then 
you know, I came back, you know, the next day or whatever. I'm like, I just remember, I don't forget that stuff. He goes, I, 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 I love him. I, I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to, I'm not going to blurt him out right here. He's a good dude. Good man. Good man. Yeah. That one vote wouldn't have had me win. Let's put it that way. Yeah, but it hurts a little bit. No, just a little. Just a little bit. It's like, it's like one of your friends, yeah, like yeah, you, you was, pick all the team awards and one of your buddies is like, yeah, I didn't think you were MVP. I thought you were, I thought you were the best teammate though. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were the best teammate. Like, uh, that's not, cool. not even second. He got me a third. Third. Who did he have ahead? Obviously Bruce. Wade Miley. No, it was, no, it was uh, Harper, Wade Miley. Yeah, me. Bruce Harper. Bruce Harper. Oh, yes, you're right. You're right. I take that back. Was that a, what's his name? Rowdy. Rowdy. Rowdy, Rowdy says that's his thing. Because yeah. <laughs> they're not real. Right. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, but I've moved on. Never forget, though. Never forget. No, and if you had been slighted by one vote, hmm. well, I know where you live. That so that, that's the best part. I exactly. Know where you live, so There's the jersey in you. There's the yes. jersey in you. All right, we'll make some jersey fans happy or sad as we charge the damn mound right now, presented by our friends at Tyrus Baseball. We appreciate you, Bat, and the whole thing on the desk over there as well. So we got to start with Rays Yankees. Big series. You have. Local New York radio calling out the Rays for cheating because they're good, because they're healthy, because their guys are playing well. But also, most importantly, last week these two teams met up. They got heated. They didn't like the theatrics of Randy Rosarena. And then fast forward a week later, the Yankees feeling good. Judge is back, coming off a sweep of the worst team in baseball in the Oakland A's. And the Rays thumped them 8-2. It was not close. And there's so much to unpack to this one. But Yankees fans are freaking out at the moment. And there's obviously still a whole series to play this weekend. Kratzy, but you and me have a job to do as well. Because we've done this for Yankee fans specifically. Deep breath. What's today? May 12th. Tell everyone to chill. Woosa. (laughs) Gotta relax. Just relax. But... When you're relaxing, the Yankees as a team, they need to make sure they know it's not just the Red Sox. It's not just the Orioles. It's not just the Rays. Like, they have to pick everything up. So somewhere between, like, Simonetti's, like, Panic Central on, you know, the podcast we were on, mm-hmm. on, the, on the live stream we were on, there's some super panic Yankee fans to, like, ah, it's no big deal. They're just going to cruise in and everything will be fine. It's somewhere in there, and I think there needs to be some – I feel like maybe it's a New York thing. Maybe maybe New York's waiting for Mercury to get out of retrograde or whatever Lucy says. I, I feel like every time I say it, I say it wrong. But, like, I'm not saying it's bad luck. I'm saying everything is not going their way, and they need to figure out how to get things to go their way because the Mets got blanked yesterday. The Yankees are coming off a series sweep. And they're like, okay, we're riding high. I get who we're playing. Mm-hmm. But that series sweep was something that you're supposed to ride into yeah. this game, first game. They didn't. But fortunately for them, they have an ace on the hill, Scotty. We had a big ace conversation yesterday. Scotty's got like 9 to 25 aces that he thinks <laughs> are in the big leagues. And we said there's only 8 to 10 yes. and that he was wrong and it's not really a discussion. But that was yesterday. But this is the day. This is Yankees' day. This is Garrett Cole day, and he has struggled against the Rays. So 
The panic is real. No, it, it is. It is real. I mean, listen, you think about that inning where they got four or five runs. If I, I don't want to be mistaken how many. I think it was four. Yep. It started with an error at first base. Rizzo making the error. Usually uh, shorthanded. No, usually short. I mean, listen, it happens, but not many people are talking about that. And then they get two outs, and Boone took Herman out. He only had 89 pitches. The second start in a row. Yeah. So – is there something going on there where they're saying, you know, he's only getting a certain amount of pitches? I mean, I think we're into the season where you let the guy go a little bit, in my opinion. But maybe there's something underlying that we don't know about. And then you bring in one Ronnie Marinaccio, Tom Jimmer native, bring him in. And, you know, he gave in, he gave up the run. And then he gave up another one on a changeup, or actually three more, all with two outs. So um, it's just not a good look right now, if you want the truth. They're, they're working hard. There's not, you can't say that they're not trying, but at the same time, there's a lot of question marks. Why'd you take Herman out? Um, you know, why aren't they not getting guys in with runners in scoring position right now? You come off, they give up eight runs, and now your bullpen's hurting again. They have King left, really, and, and Wandy. So now for the rest of this series, are you going to let Cole go eight? Are you going to let him go seven or eight? Oh, Even getting, at 100 pitches. Like, he's getting 110 to tonight. Exactly. So the focus is now on Garrett Cole's going to have to go out and dominate. Like you said, he gave up, he had a big five run inning in the six last time they played him. And you know, the Rays are playing great baseball. There's nothing you can do right now about it. They're a good team. It doesn't matter who they pitch. They're going to put up some runs. So the Yankees going to have to put up runs back at them. So can't happen in the ninth thing. It's got to happen early and often as we talk about Scott. This team's got swag too. the Rays. I mean, they're mm -hmm. playing with confidence and they're having fun and they're looking good doing it. Or if they're not looking good, they're at least trying to copy guys like Jose Siri. So you see Jason Adam. <laughs> <laughs> went to the, went to the jewelry store. Yes, Ooh. he did. Some new bling in the clubhouse. Rye Bass with the tweet here. He said all the relievers got the bling from quote series guy. It was Ryan Thompson's idea. Jason Adam said, Ooh, nice. We all want to be like Siri and Wander when we grow up, so we match them with the chain. It's nice. It's, it's tight too. It's got a tight feel, so you don't forget it's there. I don't like that. I don't like. I, I if I was to wear a chain, I've worn one before. I like it loose. It's if I could feel it like touching like my what is, my whole neck, Adam's this, apple. Adam's apple area. I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. I, I I feel restricted. Is that like? Is this like the 2023 that like that bead? Is this like the 2023? Remember back in the day when you used to go to the shore and you used to get the like the beaded necklace that would twist together and it would show up like brown and white and then it would just end up either all brown or you'd faded. You'd have a neckline, your green neckline yes, or whatever. Yes, and you yeah. bought it at the yeah, you bought no. it at the shore. You get like three of them for yeah. like ten yeah, ten ninety nine. No. You only it only lasts like five days and you'd have to get put the other one up. But I hope not. I, look, it looks pretty good. The, the light shining on his head there, it kind of blends in a little bit. So it's a good, good, good spotlight there for him. You see Jose's series bling? Because he's like, oh, well, they're doing that. I can't do that anymore. I got to set a new trend. No, and I didn't I'm, see I'm what I didn't see what he put on then. Oh, you got to see this. So I'm watching the game <laughs> and I went outside for a phone call. So I'm not listening. And I just turn back and I go, yep. Like I didn't even flinch. It's Jose Siri, and, and he's eating one of those bubblegum pops, and then he puts two in his head. I mean, this dude's on another level. There's a difference right there between winning and losing. Mm -hmm. If the Yankees do that, oh, man. They better be winning. With the score yeah. saying five to nothing, yeah. they better be winning. Like, I was on a team. They were giving an interview, Fox game. We had lost two of the last three. We were supposed to be a good team, and there's seeds getting thrown at the guy. 
that's given the interview funny you know it's a standard like that was the standard thing at that point and then the dudes and then we get called in and by the gm by the manager the whole team got sat down not the people that were throwing the seeds but the whole team got sat down and it was like you kidding me like this is how we're playing Mm -hmm. like we're playing like this and you're gonna you're gonna do this kind of stuff this isn't what like maybe maybe just pull the people aside if you really had a problem with it and be like hey i kind of didn't agree with this or like it actually kind of sent us the opposite way and guys were kind of like that was kind of tired for him to exactly yell at all of us yeah just so grab him to the side but, like, but under like charms the charms gum in the yeah. middle lollipop yeah easily the best candy that's out there <laughs> you're you're fun and the blow pop i love those the things. blow pop yeah the charms blow pop with easily the best yeah, I'm, I'm the watermelon i like the watermelon ones of the blow yeah. so after i get i got my haircut yesterday and well done they have the li- thank you we'll get that guy they- <laughs> we'll get him don't worry about it love you kev um they have the little you know the little guys and it's like a mystery the one dumb dumbs oh yeah th- thank you appreciate yeah. it and then they got the blow pops and my my kids are going for the dumb dumbs i'm like yeah no they're not seasoned well and they, my, my my youngest Kid- my two boys they go for they go for the dumb dumbs. I want the mystery one. I'm like, yo, you're missing out on the watermelon or the what's the green one? I blame that on sour you. apple. No, it is. I blame uh, that on you. If they had a sour apple yeah, blow pop, yeah. that is the best piece of candy outside of Jolly Rancher. Except <laughs> you get a you get gum afterwards. You do. So it's, it's all right. Hey, to more more to me. <laughs> you got to teach them boys better. That's on you. It is. By the yeah. way, the Rays are the first team to 30 wins. Drew Rasmussen was great, seven shutout innings. The one other thing I want to point out, and yeah, Judge struck out three times out of the seven Ks for Rasmussen. Whatever, he just came back. I'm not worried, like I said. (laughs) But the Rays machine is cranking again. Jake Diekman, cut by the White Sox. Last year, five ERA. This year, seven-plus ERA. What did he do yesterday? Breezy. One shutout, a strikeout, and what? He'll probably have a two ERA the rest of the na- way. He looked nasty too. Of man. course he I don't did. Know what it was? It, it was. He always looks nasty. No, no he not. doesn't. He doesn't. That's the thing. When so, I faced him, he always looked nasty too. And I loved I hitting lefties. Loved but, hitting lefties. But guys, he was losing it. He was losing it. And then he gets cut. And in five minutes, he joins the Rays and he's back to form. Yeah. That's why every, everyone was saying it. They go, "Here we go. Here we go." Deakman's cut. Some people even said. Um, on socials, they were like, oh, Diekman's cut. He'll be a Ray by tomorrow, and he'll have a two ERA the rest of the year. And here it goes. He, he joins that machine, and some guys just get pumped into that, that Ray's operation, and they come out as studs. And you know that's going to happen. He's always had the stuff for it, but he had fallen off. Yeah, but don't you think it's weird? You go from that team, and you go to a team that's winning. It's like, especially being, you know, seven, eight games up, all of a sudden you walk in there, it's like all of a sudden I'm going to walk in with my chest high, my head up high. Your mind is different. It's it's weird how your body changes. It sounds stupid. I'm walking into a clubhouse after I'm on a losing team. I'm coming in. That that was happening to me when I got traded to the Yankees. I knew we were making the playoffs. It's like, let me step up now and show what I actually can do. Like, let me show the world again, the old Deakman and old. Next thing you know, boom, a little more confident, a little more nasty bite on that slider. The fastball was, was moving. It's freaking nuts, man. You when you're on a losing team, don't get me wrong. You want to win play hard but maybe the care meter was like all right man you know we're playing but you know i know where this is gonna end but now it's like a newfound newfound human being dude it's weird it's tough to explain 
Diekman is an absolute peach of a person, too. Yeah. The dude works hard. He's fought through, like, medical stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's nasty. Like no, he's, he's always been. His, his arm angle coming that far from the left side is just something you don't see. No. And, you know, what? how is he being used? Like, how is he being used? Doesn't matter. Put him in any, any inning. They don't give a crap. They don't, Put him in. They don't care <laughs> no. because – I know what that conversation sounded yeah. like because I saw it when I went to the race. The Dodgers are the same way. And, you know, maybe he was dealing with something. And don't get me wrong. Pump the brakes. This is one inning. Yeah. You know, you're right. We're not, you know, we're not, he's not making the all-star team yet. No. Yeah. <laughs> but like there's there was dude, there was a dude last year on the race that most people never even heard of. He went 26 straight scoreless before he got hurt. JP Fire Rising. Yeah. He was the throw-in in the Drew, Drew Rasmussen trade. Mm. Like, like, it's because they give you confidence, and there's nothing. Hitting is a lot of confidence. Sure. Pitching, I think, is more confidence. You have to be 100% locked in to what you're throwing the pit, what you're throwing, because everybody has about the same stuff besides a few people, and. If you walk into that clubhouse and your mind's like, yeah, yeah, okay, these guys are – it's not a big deal. I don't have to carry the weight of everybody else. There's probably only two people in that clubhouse that are pissed that he's there. Somebody whose buddy just got sent yeah, out because yeah. he got put he got put on the, the team. The guy who got sent out. And the guy who got sent out. Like, yeah. that's it. Like, everyone else is like, oh, man, I thank God I want to face Jake Diekman. 100%. I couldn't agree with you anymore. Hey, next up, the Padres have it all on paper. It's not working right now. Mm-hmm. So they lost yesterday after a first pitch dinger from Fernando Tatis Jr. Like, let's go. Let's set this tone. Correa and the boys came back. Big double from Correa with two outs late. That was the difference in this one. So pods fall 5-3. And I know what we're getting to here, and it's the same thing. And we, we're we in total pump-the-brakes mode. It's fine. It's not like they're in the Cardinals spot where they're going to have all this digging to do. Like The Padres are right in the mix. It's just you'd expect them to be better. But again, we are barely into a season. We are not even at the quarter pole of the season yet. But you're playing your rival again this weekend, and you don't get to play your rivals in the division as much as it's been in the past, right? We have the more balanced schedule out there. So Bob Melvin was like, fuck it panic button and he said aj casabell helping us out with the quotes and also said as animated post game as bob melvin has been by far this season from aj who covers the team every day for com quote we have guys that can perform better and we're going to but it's time to quit just talking about it it's time to go out there and do it another frustrating game for us underperforming i i, I actually love it because he's not pinpointing one person He's actually going out there and saying, you know, listen, pick it up. Like, let's go. Put a fire under your ass and let's get going here because they do have the pieces. They have everybody they need. And the way they've been playing, man, it's like, all right, they'll have their spurts here and there. But you got they, I, I, I love I love the quote by him. Another frustrating game for us. That means multiple underperforming. That can mean a plethora of people. He didn't like, like I said. When you start pinpointing one person, then the chitter chatter starts talking. Why me? Yeah, yeah, wait, wait, yeah, me. Come on. Exactly. Come and on. then all of a sudden, somebody worries. But now it's the whole team. Now everybody's looking at each other like, "Yeah, dog, you, me, 
we all need to pick it up. Like, let's go. So I love that about him. And he's a quiet dude, man. He, you know, he has everybody's back, a great players coach. I love him to death. But that, that quote right there, I, I, I think, is, is perfectly said as a manager for a guy who's been there before. And let's see how they do against the Dodgers. You think any, you think any of this has to do with the fact that they're going to play the Dodgers? And if they have a zero, like, energy kind of mm-hmm. day? Oh, yeah. Oh, and now they're like, whoa, we're going in to play the Dodgers? 100%. Dude, this guy, this guy was the manager of a terrible franchise that gave him nothing yep. and made so many friends with players. Like, I would have a tough time finding anybody that played for the A's and was like, nah, man, you know, I just mm-hmm. – I didn't like Bob Melvin. Like, no. It. They're like, Billy Bean wasn't a fan. President wasn't a fan. Like, yeah. the, you know, the backed-up sewer in the stadium wasn't a fan. And the whole time, Bob Melvin was just like, guys, we got this. And he banded – one of the guys I talked to about it, he's like, dude, they, he was one of the guys that let us band together. But he gave us little things to help us band together. And they gave us – and that's – he is very calculated and very real with his players, which is, which is awesome. So that's a tough – they're flying from – they're flying from Minnesota – down to LA to play the Doyers. Yeah. And so they better get it going. Like they, they need some time to, they need that flight to think about it. And there's a lot of dudes on that team that can either go up from here, Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Mm -hmm. or guys that'll cave under this and be like, Oh, I think he was talking. Listen, if you think he was talking to you, probably talking to you, he's probably talking (laughs) to you. Like, and guess what? They got the veteran guys that are like, okay, all right. Challenge. Challenge accepted. Let's go. They're going to come out with some energy yeah. tonight. Yep. One more for you before we bring in Kenny Ballgame. Yeah, and that series is going to be awesome. And we'll talk more about Padres Dodgers later. Yuri Perez. I know there's some Yuri Perez fans out there that are excited for one of the top prospects in the sport to make his debut. And he's just turning 20 years old. We'll get to that. But also from last night to finish what we saw yesterday, 12 punch outs for Nathan Evaldi. I get it. I know who you were facing. I understand it's Oakland. I know you guys are going to say, oh, they were playing a bad team, but he looked good. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm making sure you're paying attention, Patsy. I know you guys are like, the A's don't count when you're playing them. I'm totally kidding. But is, the real question, and, and fans are asking in the chat, is Evaldi back? Because he's got all the talent in the world. And for me, usually, if he's not pitching well, probably injury related and he's trying to pitch through it you know I mean the dude throws a billion he's actually racked up innings now he's been in the league for a while and the stuff is still there it's prime still to me this year which might be the better signing this offseason for the Rangers than Jacob deGrom I said it what's the what, what what's what's the what's the lingo in fantasy football when you're like I'm taking the best running back but in case he, in case he doesn't handcuff. do well, what's it called? Handcuff. Handcuff? Yeah, you handcuff your top running back with the backup running back. Okay, that's their handcuff. Evaldi's, <laughs> Evaldi's their Degrom handcuff, and he's that kind of guy. Like he's, he's been, I think, a voted one time. Let me see, one time he's been a Cy Young, Cy Young votes. It was one of his two times he's ever thrown more than 32 starts. Like, this guy is – and that was two years ago in Boston. Like, 
is he back? I don't think he's back. I think he's just better. I think his career has gone like this. And I think it's also from the type of guy he is, how hard he works. The guys that I've had position players that played with him that are like, this dude is somebody I want to get behind and absolutely just play my face off for when he's on the mound. And that is that's a trait, man. Like, that's a trait. A good teammate as a pitcher that people want to play behind is, is awesome. And, like, I don't know if people enjoy, like, analytic numbers. There's some that I really enjoy. FIP, fielding independent. Oh, thank you. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I was doing that for you. <laughs> like, this dude is a guy. He can punch you out, 12 punch outs. I don't really care who you're punching out. If you if you go down in the minor leagues and punch out 12. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. This dude is a guy, and he's out there, and this is what the Rangers need. They need it. Martin Perez come, going tonight for them. Get a, get a nice little two-game two game little sweeper for you. Mm-hmm. Need it. Yeah, and he's one facing him as a player. Like, I hope fans that are watching us, he is absolutely filthy. With his fastball, which is high 90s, 98-plus, He's got a cutter at that that's 95 plus as well. Like people understand, it start when you throw a two seamer, it comes at you. Same pitch looks like it's come at you, and you back up, and it's at 96 going the other way. And then he'll break off a little curveball in there, and just to mix it up, like it's it's not a fun at bat. And when he's healthy and going strong like this, yeah, sky's the limit for this dude, man. I did not like. He's one of those guys. They asked me who guy you didn't like face. He was number. He was top five for me that I just didn't like facing. So. Keep up the good work, man. Me, me, it was Bronson Arroyo. I hated facing Bronson Arroyo. <laughs> he would just flip it up there. One yeah, here, just, here, here. I would swing at it all the time. All good. Yeah, I mean, for Ibaldi, I mean, he's had some years where you're like, this dude about to be, you know, going on a, a top five Cy Young run for a few years, and then yep. just injuries. I mean, he's had two Tommy Johns, two other elbow injuries. So just ups and downs. Texas got him for, you know what the contract was? Two years. Wasn't much. 34 mil. Well, no. wasn't much in baseball terms for a no, pitcher like no, this. No, I'm not saying it wasn't much. That's a lot of money. but Yeah. It, it's There's kinda, a vesting player option. Yeah. Incentives can get it to to 63 mil for a third year. And now he's, you know, five-hour drive from his hometown. He, he's a Texan. He's from Alvin, which, you know, the story. Obviously, Nolan Ryan's from there, so. It's a guy that's capable of doing big things. He, let's see what it was, 375 ERA and 182 and a third, 195 strikeouts a couple of years ago. So he's capable of doing big things. And this year, 270 ERA, he went eight and two thirds, three hits last night, 12 strikeouts. And in his last three outings, no runs allowed in 25 and two thirds. Just saying, he's kind of a big deal. All right, let's get to guest lines. Let's start with our guy, our insider, Ken Rosenthal, joining us right now. On a Friday on FT Live, and we are also live on Twitter. Oh, wait, real quick. Sorry. That's it for Charge the Mound. Shop at TyrusBaseball.com where you'll find high-quality Tyrus maple bats, pine tar, grip sticks, rosin bags, and other accessories. The pros know Tyrus. Do you? I know Ken Rosenthal's ready to go, and we have questions to, an- to answer from Twitter. But before we get to that, hello, Ken. A couple topics we want to touch on with you. And we would like, we saved this. We would like to start with comments the other day 
from our friends at WFAN Radio. Yes, we're not afraid to say what station they're on because then they responded yesterday and they were like, we're not going to give their show credit. We'll just say their name. I'm like, who cares? Like, guys, that is the pettiest thing ever. Who cares? And also, like, we're stealing audience. You're that worried about it? Anyway, how are you? And what did you think of a professional media member radio host saying, oh, this team's so good. I think they're cheating, but I don't know anyone in the game to tell me that. Well, I'm good, first of all, Scott. And my reaction to those comments was about what you would imagine. And since we published the initial story on the Astros and the Athletic, Evan Drellick and I wrote it, we've heard from a lot of people, a lot of fans, a lot of players, all kinds of people saying this, that, and the other thing. This team's cheating, that team's cheating. Why don't you guys go report on that? We have done our best to report on as much as we could with this particular issue. And we said at the outset, in the very first article we wrote about the Astros, this is an industry-wide problem. That problem, I believe, has been largely addressed by the things that the sport has done to basically eradicate electronic sign stealing, the illegal kind that we wrote about with both the Astros and the Red Sox. So that's the background for me. And then when you hear this kind of thing on a reputable radio station, a guy just saying, hey, don't wait for the athletic to report it. I'm telling you right now they're cheating. It shows a pretty severe lack of understanding about the way reporting is done. That story on the Astros didn't just come out of nowhere. We didn't snap our fingers and say, hey, this is fun. Let's just go accuse the Astros. We had to get people on the record. We had to get people off the record to explain. We had to do a lot of work on that story. And we had to do a lot of work on the Red Sox story as well. So Evan Drellick has since written a book. He wrote about some other teams in that book. And there were other teams that during that period we pursued and just couldn't get to the finish line. Why? Because you just can't throw stuff out there and act like it's real when you don't have it from a reporting standpoint. Now, I'm fully aware that hosting a radio talk show is much different than being a journalist. All good. But when you say things like that, it just shows no awareness or understanding of the reporting process. And I know I'm on my high horse a little bit here, but at the same time, people need to stop being on their low horses in certain instances like this. Do you feel like this is the same thing we kind of went through, let's say, 2008 to 2012 with steroids? Anytime anybody ever had a good season? Oh, probably juicing. Now that's kind of like calm down. Do you feel like this is like the four to six year window after? I mean, I, we're, we're farther than that now, but how long do you think this is going to be? Well, first of all, that host did not say what form of cheating the Rays were engaging right. in. I don't know what he was talking about. But Eric, you hit on something here. The accusations that are made without any substance are frequent in sports and society and you see it on the different forms of media all the time social media in particular social media almost exclusively in some cases you don't see reputable journalistic organizations just throwing stuff out there i'm sorry it doesn't happen you might not like what is reported by those organizations but they're not making it up and Yes, during the steroid era, you heard this all the time, and it was frustrating to me as a reporter then. You might say player X is on the juice, but if I didn't have 
proof, positive test. I'm not going to write that. You can't just write things because, hey, I got a little feeling here. That's not how our world works. So, yeah, and there is an increased level of irresponsibility that has gone on over the years with the rise of social media, and it's not a good thing. And unfortunately, I don't like talking about this kind of thing because it gives this WFAN show life, right? Gives them attention. But the fact of the matter is, when there's BS going on, you have to call out BS, and this is BS. Perfectly stated. Great follow-up question from Kratz. The one other thing I want to mention is, even his own teammates, they, the next day, brought up our show, and then they were trying to be like backing up the host. Oh, he watches games. And, but the host, it was it Brandon Tierney, hadn't watched or listened to the clip of his own teammate. And he goes, well, did he have anything? Like, did he back it up? Did he say anything? And they were like, no. And he was like, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> like, he hadn't even done his own homework, which I thought was funny. And the one other part, which I think plays to being involved, not just in the sport, but also just being a fan of the sport and paying attention to what's going on, Ken, was – Oh, the Yankees, they've so, I mean, the Rays, they have so much more um, power right now. They have so many more homers than, than the Yankees. Yeah, no shit. The Rays are healthy. They have guys with potential. Judge has been out. Stanton's out. Like, are you watching your own team? The Yankees aren't playing well, and that's fine. I know their thing is to freak out and then come back down and freak out whenever there's a loss. But I'm like, Rosarania has had the talent. Do you watch him in 2020? And he's motivated right now. Uh, Yandy Diaz has a contract extension, feels more comfortable with the suggestions the Rays are offering because he's got security, trying to lift the ball more, more homers. They're like, Taylor Waltz, who's this guy? He's been in the league for five minutes. He was a great prospect. Now he's playing well. So if you actually watch the games and pay attention to the sport, you can have very thoughtful answers to everything instead of just saying, oh, they're cheating. So I get well, the, the other thing Scott is asking. But. is when you're a radio talk show host or even – to some degree, a television analyst who is in the studio all the time. You don't necessarily talk to the people who are involved. What I would like to know as a reporter is what happened with Taylor Walls? Why is he hitting better? What did he do? Mechanical changes? What are the things that he did? Josh Lowe, the same. And the Rays are in New York next week. I'll be back in New York. I'm going to ask some of those questions because these are the things that people do want to know. And it's instructive how players make themselves better now. There are all kinds of things players do. We have a story today in The Athletic by Britt Garoli. It's a really important story. It's about mental health. And it's about how guys now, as opposed to 10, 20 years, 30 years ago, even beyond that, of course, could not get the same access to specialists that they can now. And maybe these guys can get help that, they wasn't, that it wasn't available to them before. There are other things that players do to help themselves. These are... The things, if you want to spend some time and dig in, those are the questions that should be asked. And hopefully people will begin to understand that the Rays do this every single year because they're good. That's why. Yeah, and Ken, the last thing I'll say is, and the reason that I was fired up about it, and hey, it's all fun. We're having conversations. Fans can say whatever they want, but you have a big platform, and you are looked at at least slightly as a media professional. And when someone throws that out there, we know what you guys are doing what people like you and, and Evan are doing to actually do your homework and prove cases. And that's why I said, I said, over under half of a GM, front office member, coach, player that this guy has in his phone. Like, you have a suspension of something, ask people. And now they're trying to cover, oh, we were kidding around, whatever, or at least some of the fans are trying yeah, to say that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, okay. So that's why, you know, Ken, some you joke. 
Yeah, we worked for TV platforms where we would have not been able to touch this. So I like to be able to, to talk this out and say, hey, we're doing the real work here, okay? <laughs> like, not me. You guys are doing the real work here. If there's a story and there's a problem, you'll look into it. So, okay, I'm, I'm stepping off my Yeah, we're not <laughs> ignoring issues. I mean, the one thing I'll say about our place, this is I'll close it here. And again, I'm trying not to get on my high horse. But the athletic, since we've started in 2017, we have been very aggressive about trying to address as many things as we see that might be wrong with the sport, whether it's minor league pay or electronic sign stealing that is illegal or any issue at all sticky stuff we've been at the front of this and we're not going to stop so <laughs> that's what we do that's our job but when you hear stuff like this i think people tend to equate that with what we do and not just us other media outlets as well many great print outlets covering the sport right now so that's what bothered me that's all all good i'm going to switch gears here a little bit first off you got a nice little uh Goat cheddar hanging out there. Look at you. You must be in a warm area now all of a sudden. They look good, man. Actually, it it's my mic. It's my mic, Todd. <laughs> I got some my mic. It's a short sleeve shirt. I respect it. I respect it. I have to say one thing here. No human species detects stuff like this like baseball players. <laughs> if I walk into a clubhouse looking some kind of different than maybe before, player immediately says, hey, what's up with you, man? My hair could be a little long, whatever it is. So anyway, I appreciate that. <laughs> we're, we're trying to make ourselves feel better by pinpointing stuff out on another person. No, I'm just kidding. But you wrote in The Athletic about uh, uh, Julio Arias. Um, you talked about how nobody's talking about him in free agent-wise. I'd like to know why. Like, what, what do you, why is there a reason? He's, he's a really good pitcher. He's phenomenal. He's a guy that anybody would love on their staff. You know, why is he going unnoticed right now? Well, I don't know that he's going unnoticed, Todd, but – Really, our focus with free agency is Otani. And we are all fascinated by what's going to happen with Otani because, of course, he's this two-way player. He might get $500 million, He might get $600 million, We don't know. And he's one of the rare players in history. So our fascination with him is perfectly legitimate and justified. Urias is interesting because he is going to hit the market at an extremely young age for an elite starting pitcher. We do not see these guys hit free agency when they are entering their age 27 season. And that's going to be the case for Arias. Last guy to do it, that was a big-time guy. Greg Maddox, 1992. Most elite starting pitchers, when they become free agents, they're in the 29 to 31 range, especially the ones who come from college. It takes them longer to get to six years, at least in age-wise. And it's just really rare. So with Arias... What you have here is the potential for a monster deal simply because of his age and, of course, his talent. This guy has been really the Dodgers' ace now for the last two years. And if you go back to the 2020 postseason, he was extremely valuable then. He had the two-and-a-third inning save in the clincher, the World Series clincher. He's a special cat. And I do expect that he's going to get a monster contract. And the dynamics are interesting, too, here, guys. So you've got the Dodgers. We all expect that they're going to make a strong run at Otani. Most people in the industry believe they are the favorite. But if the Dodgers get Otani, then the Angels aren't getting Otani. The Padres aren't getting Otani. And Urias would be a great fit for both of those teams as well. He's from Mexico, Southern California, of course, the closest area to Mexico in our sport outside of Phoenix. And 
he just makes perfect sense for those clubs. And the Padres probably need a long-term younger starter as they go forward. So do the Mets. So do a lot of teams. So I expect that the bidding for him is going to be really spirited and he's going to be a hot guy come the offseason. Do you think they're going to get more out of him, whoever signs him, in the next few years or the length of the contract? Because you mentioned his age. You know, he's let's say he gets an eight-year deal, which is kind of unprecedented for pitchers. Everyone wants to kind of go in that six range. Could he get up to eight and will a team try to spread it out like they do and, and hit a nine like a Garrett Cole? Because I don't think he's on that level. But if you look at all his trends, everything is trending up. So where, where do you see him at lengthwise? It's a great question. And he's going to seek as many years as possible, right? <laughs> his agent is Scott Boris. Scott Boris negotiated Cole's nine-year, $324 million deal with the Yankees. I would agree. Arias is not Cole. In fact, his velo has kind of crept downward since 2019 to the present, but he's really good. And because of his age, I expect Boris to seek eight, nine, ten years, whatever the case might be. Now, we all know that length of deal for a starting pitcher is pretty nuts. But so is an 11-year deal for a shortstop named Xander Bogarts, 11-year deal for Trey Turner. I mean, we've living. We are living now in a nutty world. So all it takes is one. There will be competition for Arias. There are other good starting pitchers available. Of course, Otani is foremost among them. Nola will be available too. He has not pitched that well so far. Eduardo Rodriguez has an opt-out and is on fire right now for the Tigers. I expect that he will be on the open market in addition to those other names. So yes, there will be a number of good starters out there, but Arias, again, has the age advantage. He's only thrown 645 innings in his career. You tack on about 60 more for the postseason. So there are not a lot of years there in terms of his age. There is not a lot of mileage in terms of his arm. He did have shoulder surgery in 17. That's going to be a concern, I'm sure, for some teams. He did have a domestic violence suspension. Some teams might factor that in as well. But I do expect him to do really well. How about compared to other analytic numbers, his strikeout to walk rate is eh, where it's at. Is there, is there a fear in that? Oh no, you know, analytically, we need guys that don't just let people put the ball in play. Not saying he's not getting strikeouts, but when you're talking 200 million, you want that guy that's just every day, he's, he's got a chance to punch out six to eight and he's not that kind of guy. Do you think that could decrease his value? It could. And his strikeout rate is holding steady, and his walk rate is actually down this year. He is a command pitcher in many ways. He's a 93-mile-an-hour fastball, changeup, curveball. It's a slurve. He also, this year, has reincorporated his cutter, so he has multiple weapons. And I would think this is the kind of pitcher, just on what we've seen so far, who can reinvent himself along the way. He's done that this season with the cutter. So... Yeah, it's always a concern. All these things come up, but again, it's free agency. One team will set the market, and I expect one team will pay a lot of money for Julio Arias, and other teams would like to pay a lot of money, and he's going to get his due, as long as he stays healthy. And that's the caveat you have to, of course, attach to any of this. He has to be healthy when the season ends.
And there's a cool tie-in today, Ken, because Arias was called up at such a young age. And boom, here comes Yuri Perez for the Miami Marlins. I am super hyped about this. He's also, I'm always fascinated about young, tall pitchers. And you're like, he's got it all together already. We've seen so many tall pitchers that that take a while because there's just usually more moving parts. He's six foot eight. He just turned 20 years old. And he's pitching in Miami to make his debut. I'm super pumped about it. What have you heard, and are you excited that we have a young pitcher, not just a young position player, at 20 years old, coming up to the bigs? It's like, why waste bullets in the minors? Scott, I always love prospect debuts. The big names, when they make their first major league appearance, it's really cool, whether it's a position player or a pitcher. This kid is unusual. He is really young, and yes, he is really tall. So I talked to his pitching coach at AA, two nights ago, texted with him. Dave Island is the pitching coach for the Marlins at Double A, And of course, he was the pitching coach for the Yankees, for the Royals, and for the Mets. About 11 years in the major leagues, he's seen a lot of great arms and a lot of great young arms. And he told me this kid has the most raw talent of any of them. Now, it's too, it might be too soon for him to take the league by storm. It's a lot to ask. He hasn't pitched that much professionally. But he does have weapons. He does have four pitches. He is a guy that has been touted as the best pitching prospect in baseball by most of the people who rate the prospects. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see him. And on top of all of the talent and the pitch repertoire, Island also said he's a great individual. He is extremely coachable. He's the kind of kid you root for. So you put it all together, and the connection we've seen with Alcantara on the Marlins social media when he broke the news to Yuri about his call-up, and then they posted another video today about Alcantara picking Yuri Perez up at the airport and basically telling him, hey, kid, just do your thing. And they're in the car together on the way back from the airport, and Alcantara's talking to him, and it's really neat to see that conversation. So yeah, this is a big day, but we all should temper our expectations too because it's a lot to ask of any young pitcher to come in and take the league by storm. This kid, though, has talent, and we are going to see him, I'm quite certain, for years to come. I give a lot of props to Sandy Alcantara for playing that role. That's really cool what he's done so far, you know, before he's even stepping on a big league mound to pick him up from the airport in addition to the video and all that. It's been cool coverage from the Marlins side. I I give them props for that as well. Okay, so for the last few minutes, I want to make sure we get to a few Twitter questions. This is something you do every week on Fair Territory, so we wanted to bring a couple of those questions on Foul Territory and then you'll ask about that over the weekend. I know you get a, a wide variety of exciting questions and sometimes kind of complaints within the question, which which I like. That's fine. Often. So I'm gonna <laughs> yes, often. I'm gonna start with, in my opinion, somewhat of a softball layup kind of question. This one's from Nathan Boone, and he said, Can the Braves keep their pace after losing Freed for at least two months? Soroka helps, but is the farm deep enough and ready enough to help the team maintain ship? Well, we'll see. And obviously, I don't know the answer to that. But if there's any team that can figure it out, the Braves seem to be that team. And you mentioned Soroka. He's coming back. Dylan Dodd has contributed. Jared Schuster opened the season in their rotation as well. They have options. They also have the ability to make a trade at the deadline if necessary. It's certainly disturbing to see Freed and Wright unavailable for a lengthy period. But the Braves are the Braves. And they are kind of the East Coast version of the Dodgers right now. They maintain excellence almost regardless of the odds, what might be happening with their roster, what might be happening with injuries. But certainly, when you lose those two guys, 
it's tough and it actually adds to the challenge rather significantly. Hey, I got one from JS Nine Innings Media. Uh, do you think Kenley Jansen is a Hall of Famer? I do. And I am a voter who believes closers are people too. And we should not be <laughs> keeping closers out of the Hall of Fame just because they're closers and they didn't succeed as starters, perhaps. Kenley Jansen, now one of seven closers to get 400 saves. And it's more than that, though. He has sustained excellence for quite some time. He has done it with a heart condition. He has done it when at times in his career he's gone backwards and had to find it himself, or have to find himself again. So I look at the breadth of his career, and to me it is Hall of Fame worthy. When you're talking about one of seven guys to get to that milestone, that's pretty good. And he's also been on some championship teams I would expect, I have to look at it closer before I make my final judgment, but I would expect that I'll be voting for him when he becomes eligible. And he has said repeatedly, he has told me this going back to last year, he is not done at the end of this two-year contract with the Red Sox. He's not done when we think he might be done. He's done as far as he can, he's going to go as far as he can go. And who knows, maybe that's into his 40s. He intends to do that. And he said his wife is supportive. So you know about supportive wives coming Mother's Day here. Like, that's a, that's a huge part of a career. <laughs> Absolutely. But even I, for sports writers. Even for sports writers. I know. You mention your wife often. So that's, that's awesome. Um, my question is from that guy, Garrett, at GarryStud94. Will we see a team get a seller, get started early in trading pieces? Or will it just be the same story as we wait until July to start selling off pieces. Every season, we start hearing around this time, oh, it's going to be different. Teams might sell. You might see somebody jump out and try to jump the market. And I fall sucker to it, and I write it like everybody else, and it never happens. So generally speaking, teams do not even get serious about trade discussions until mid to late June. They want to evaluate exactly what they have first. Now, I reported this week about the Royals and how they've been talking to teams about different things, mostly about guys who might be DFA'd and if they can get a jump on them if that actually happens and they become available. Those are not the kinds of trades we generally talk about at the deadline. They've also gotten calls on a role to Chapman, but what they want to do is what a team in their position should want to do in this situation, which is... Let Chapman build his value. And as the deadline gets closer and he's presumably pitching well, let him have that place in the market that is really special where you have a number of teams competing for his services. And in the Royals' mind, they might get a higher price. Now, you could say, and this would be a fair point, hey, whoa, if you trade him right now, you get that higher price because you're giving up more club control. You'd have him for five months or almost five months instead of just two. Very true. But teams generally are unwilling to make that kind of move at this point because it involves a higher acquisition price. And we all know teams love their prospects, hate to part with them. They do it grudgingly even at the deadline. So generally speaking, they're not willing to do it right now. And a lot more trade deadline conversation going on uh, over the next couple months with Ken and Ken, we appreciate the time. Let's flip it real quick to the uh, fair territory promo, please. Every Monday got a good, good viewership the other day. 
a lot of people chiming in and the comments not in addition to the uh, questions for Ken on the show the comments afterward are always great too that you can see on YouTube it's up on podcast too you can check that out it's on Ken's page we'll post it all again as well fair territory every Monday Ken enjoy Padres Dodgers this weekend right I will and uh, Todd I'm gonna go full button to the neck next week on the show (laughs) Listen, I like I like when you have no buttons, man. You know, you live in Jersey now. You're you're starting to, you know, resemble a Jersey That's guy. Right. I got it. I get you. Hey, listen, I'm not mad. I like it. I like it a lot. Uncle Tony likes it. Yeah, I like it. Thanks, Ken. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. See you. Talk soon. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, that's a great point, and I agree with Ken. You see a baseball player, and they're like, "Yo, you got you trim the beard a little bit." Like, yeah, I guess. (laughs) We uh, we don't miss a beat, man. That's the thing. We're attention to detail. Very, very much so. You see a guy like if Eric was on my team, he comes on the bus, and it's like, you just trim your nose hairs last night. You know, (laughs) seriously, you spend too much time. You spend too much time. It's like, yo, dog. What are you doing right yeah, now? Like, and you're like, oh, don't tell anybody. I just tried. I, I know what you did. All right, I got you. And then in the locker room, like, yo, everybody hear about Eric? And he's like, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. it, that's just the way it goes. We have fun with it. And you got to you pinpoint what you can because it's too long of a season. You got to make, you gotta have fun, man. You're living, yeah, you're living, you're living with people. And the best is when you come back from the off season and like dudes get something done and you're like, oh, did you? Did you get plugs? Like, did you get plugs? And you're like, what, what do you mean? I just, I, I dyed my hair. Like, yeah. it's my natural color. You're what? Like, shut up, man. Yeah. You'll shut up, man. You don't tell anybody. You'll be quiet. <laughs> oh, I'm telling everybody. <laughs> hey, it's before we bring in our next guest, and just for everyone, if you're just tuning in, Michael Lorenzen, Tigers starter, is going to join us in about a half hour. Before that, we're going to have Ryan LaBarnway, former big league catcher, former World Series champ. But... I'm impressed with Ken's clapback on the radio host's Ray's BS. That was good. That was good stuff. I knew that Ken was thinking and feeling that, and I was going to just go in whatever direction we usually go, but, but he was into it too. And I can tell you, I have firsthand experience of this. When you work on TV and everything's so informal and you can't say anything and then you have an open platform. You're like, no, screw it. Let's spend 10 minutes and, and dunk on a dude that's just throwing accusations out there and making Ken's job feel like it's nothing. Yeah, and he, he's, he, I could see the fire in him just because the homework that he puts in, you know, to make sure everything's accurate and correct, understandably. Um, he's going to let you know how he feels about it because that, that guy puts in tireless hours and to hear, like, an accusation like that, it, it ruffles his feathers, man, of course. He's got, he's got like... I hope I hope we can have Ken on sometime where he's not just sitting there going, you know, well, these are the stories. I, I get it that he's so good at that, but if you start getting into what a writer really does and how many stories he has on deck, how many things like they they are they're workhorses, man. Yeah, and he yeah. is one of the best. You know, Tim Brown, other guys that like are really like they're constantly in the game and respected. That means they're doing their work, like, and it's it's something that I hope we can get into someday with Ken. But he's always he's always got so many scoops. Like, I want to hear yeah. about Urias. I want to hear. We didn't even get to. It. I wanted him to talk about Jaron Duran. Like that guy is a tatted up jacked stud who rakes and flies around the field with yeah. the Red Sox. Like, 
There's so much I'd love to get into. Good news, though. Ken's on multiple times a week, so we'll get to all of it. That's the good news. Get Ken down here in my studio. He lives close. He's coming. He's coming at some point. He doesn't want to spend two hours with you. (laughs) It's not that. It's not that. I'm going to stop you there. Same state. He does not live close. Take it from somebody who, when I'm up there, I'm usually coming from Brooklyn, Todd Father. Do you know how long it takes me to get there and back? No. You don't even want to know. No, I know you, but he's in Jersey. It might take an hour and a half. No, a I know where he's from. Half. Right, right. He he might, yeah, he might shave 45-ish off what yeah, I'm dealing it's with. Clean. It's clean. Yeah, I know. He's on the other side. He, he doesn't have to deal with a bridge or a tunnel. So you're right. You're right. It's like a catcher. I didn't, I, I didn't pick that position. You did. Not my fault. You wanted to be a catcher? It was my fault. I wasn't <laughs> athletic enough. Yeah, Believe like, me, every catcher wants to play Brooklyn. short. You, you picked where you wanted to live, man. You didn't want to take the, the train into New York from Jersey. It's all good, man. I'm not mad at you. Train? Right, real quick. Train? Or, is there a train station in Tom's River? Because if there was, no, I would love I, I, to use it. There is not. Sorry. There's <laughs> nothing here, including cell service. Closest Believe train me. station I no. looked, it no. is Listen, that's not close. The train, the train goes <laughs> Trust me, I'm just as Jersey, not just as Jersey, oh but I know Jersey. God. There's no trains to Tom's River, Sorry. let me tell you, okay? What, do you, what are the people taking Hoboken? The subway? What the heck is it? Uh, the path. The path, whatever. Yeah. That's why I don't live there either. Nope. You're good. I, you got your spot. You got your spot. We're good. You can take a video. sailboat from Scott's <laughs> place to your place. That might be quicker. <laughs> it might be. You know for what people real. do? They park their car like in, in Point Pleasant, like 20 minutes away from here and take the bus in. That's what they do. Bus in, bus out. Not a bus guy. I'll do anything else. Not a bus guy. Well, you could sleep on it. Whatever. Let, let's, let, let's move on. Thank bus you. Bus with the teammates, okay. Bus, bus with randos might have some problems. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ready for this? I got an announcement. We got a new sponsor, and they're really cool. And we have a segment built around it because that's what we do. And it's called Last Minute Game Time. Let's go. Boom. Ready for this? GameTime.co, best on the market for last-minute tickets. They dominate in the category, and you can go on there for 20 bucks off right now for new customers if you use the code FTLive. I will give you more information on that as well. I'll be hitting games sometime soon with GameTime. Give me a game that you last-minute need to grab tickets to tonight. What's your game of the night? Kratzy, you start. Oh, I mean, when you come over to Jersey and you have no service the entire time when you're driving over here, because I live in Pennsylvania, if, if AJ is actually listening to the show, he said that I live in Jersey for like the last four weeks. Mm-hmm. He's like, Kratz, you're a Jersey guy. Like, no, I just live right next to it. Like, you're learning your geography. But the game I'm going to, I'm going up to the boogie down. Boogie. I mean, it's Garrett Cold Day. It might not be the Otani craziness, but it's Garrett Cold Day. Like, I'm, I'm going to see him go against the top team in the AL East with the Rays. So I'm going to a Yankees-Rays game. And put out a fire, too. Doesn't he need to do what Verlander did the other day? Yeah. I mean, I know they just swept the A's, but you no, need, to, you need to send a message. Wait, and there's one more added fuel to this fire. What happened on Sunday with the Yanks up 6 nothing and the Rays came back on Cole? They won, and won that game. Yes, they did. He's got a lot to prove against the Rays. I'm not going to – because it's my it's my game time pick, and I don't want to miss this game. So game time's going to hook me up with some seats. Yeah. Front row, John, right there. Ooh. But <laughs> it's going to – like – No, how about this? There's a lot he needs to pick it up. How about this? The even more exciting. Get on the bleacher creatures, get in the roll call, and then oh. go to your seats. How about that? 
They yeah. couldn't even hand me, handle me out in the roll call. Like, oh, if I would man. get out there, I'd be hollering. Oh, come on. Volpe. <laughs> Volpe. Volpe. Yeah, bro. I, hey, listen. Bro, that was an all-time favorite. Me. Game time. I'm going. I'm going. If I, I'm getting on a flight right after this. I'm going to L.A., big dog. I want to see San Diego, L.A. We got Snell versus May. Everybody's talking about it. San Diego's time. L.A.'s doing their thing. Is San Diego going to step up? Melvin getting in there. You know what? The A.S. Getting ready to go. Come on, boys. Going I'm, back to Cali strictly yeah, for I'm the going, weather. Going women. back, back to Cali, Cali. Yeah, that's where I'm going. Hell yeah. Start? I like that. And there's and there are a lot of good flash deals on tickets on the app. I'm looking right now, too, and, and we'll show it in a second. But also, Toasty goes, I'm with you. Padres Dodgers in the chat right now would be the easy one. I think I would want to see Braves with Strider against the Jays oh, and Chris Bassett. Tonight's a night, okay? It's last-minute ticket night. Wait, I got one more for you, okay? Don't bury the lead. One of the top pitching prospects in the sport was 19 until last month. He's 6'8". He's best friends with Cy Young winner Sandy Alcantara now, who picks him up from the airport. I mean, that is the white glove treatment. Hey, we're picking you up with Cy Young winner from the Miami Marlins to place you on our mound in Miami. Are you kidding me? I'm definitely going to that game. Not to mention, obviously, it's the second closest location for me. I'm in Orlando. But <laughs> I'm definitely seeing Yuri Perez. And Ken Rosenthal's amped up about it. I texted some friends because you know I'm a prospect guy. Jonathan Mayo and Jim Callis from MLB. And I'm like, give me the goods on these guys. So Ooh. Jim Callis said, unique pitching prospect. Can't remember a guy with that combination of size, youth, stuff, and polish. My favorite pitching prospect right now. That's saying something. And he's 20. It's not like he's going, oh, you know, he's going to have to develop a lot. Obviously, he's going to develop a lot. He's 20. I mean, he might put on another two inches and 30 pounds still in his life. So I am fired up, as you can tell. It's genuine. I've been talking about him all week. There are just not comps to this. And that's what Jonathan Mayo told me, too. He's like, you don't have a comp. Of a guy this young with control who's six foot eight. It takes a while usually for those guys. Randy Johnson, look look him up. Look up when he got good. It took him like 10 years to figure it all out. You know? Tyler Glass now, tall as shit. Took him a long time. It wasn't just leaving the Pirates and changing up his game plan. A lot of moving parts for someone that tall. This guy could be a unicorn in his own right. I know we talk about that with Otani, but look out. So make sure you hit up the game time app. We're new friends. And we appreciate the support from Game Time and from you guys. So we got you a little promo code FT Live. So for example, if you're a new customer, you go into the app, you sign up, you use the promo code, you get 20 bucks off instantly to use. Here's how it works. But you don't need to plan in advance anymore. They dominate the last minute ticket market, dominating. And they have a Game Time guarantee, which means you always get the best price. Wait, they're doubling down, okay? If you get tickets in the same section, and row for less somewhere else, they'll give you credit 110% of the difference. They are they are puffing out their chest, Kratzy. They're like, oh, you, you're finding it somewhere else? Okay, good luck with that. It's not happening. As you can see on the app here, very fan-friendly, 360 views of your seat, and you can find tickets in 60 cities across the US and Canada. And there's a lot of cool little perks involved here and also protection too. event cancellation protection. You, you get an auto fund refund of your money within five to seven days, not just like credits, which some of the other 
spots, I'm not going to name names, will do, and job loss assurance. You buy a ticket, you lose your job, you show proof of unemployment, they refund it for you. The tr just trying to be for the people. Very simple. You redeem the code FTLIVE for 20 bucks off your first purchase. So snag tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use code FTLIVE, 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, you create an account, redeem code FTLIVE, 20 bucks off, download GameTime. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Yes, Toasty goes, I'll have to use GameTime when I do my call tour or my Cali tour early September. So. There you go. And Sports Kingdom goes, Kim Kim Ang on the local broadcast recently didn't didn't reveal much about Prez. Yeah, I like that. It's sneaky. It's sneaky. So good stuff. Check it out. And we'll talk more about game time next week. And I like that. You know, I want to we do a lot of recapping here, but I want to make sure that we're previewing as well. That's important for me. You know, we got to look forward. What's the big stuff from the night? Because we get asked that a lot. They're like, yo, what are you watching tonight? Yeah, that 100 percent. And I flip back and forth on some games, but there's some big ones tonight, man. I'm, I'm going to be flipping a bunch of channels tonight if I got the opportunity to, for sure. I mean, this this guy, I have a little bit for my nerfy pick with, with Yuri, but so much now pitching is so much about, like, just blow cheese, rip it, see if my arm stays together. And when you have a guy that has a below whip – a below one whip in the minor leagues for his career. Like it's something that's, it's, it's not unheard of, but it's something that you're like, I'm probably going to check that game out when I'm normally not going to check out a Reds Marlins game ever, oh, unless Alcantara's pitching. We'll see what he's got. It's hell yeah, ever, baby. Let's hell go. yeah. And we, our guest is ready, but there's also another guest who's obviously trolling me even on his freaking off day. Cause I think, I guess you're not traveling today. What are you traveling tomorrow? Yeah. For your game? We got a sweaty AJ in the house. He can't. He can't. And I'm like, <laughs> fly swatter. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. As if there's not enough shit going on. Where are you going? No, I'm saying, where's your, do you have, this game? is why you can't have roommates. Astros White Sox. Exactly. So what, you're going to Chicago tomorrow morning? Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning? All right. Yeah, Benetti, and Benetti. On Fox tomorrow. Oh, All right. oh Benetti, the best. Yeah, he's it. great. He's great. Sorry, Benetti Benetti has to work with AJ. Mm. <laughs> Let's slap hands. We each have something good. So, Kratz hats, you go first. And then I've got a video to show everyone. Okay, so my slap hands is a video that happened on this day. I am not sure what year. I think 2001. We're going to go to Chicago. And the, the Cubs are playing the Brewers. Mm -hmm. Wind may or may not have been blowing out, but hopefully we can pull the video up here and I'll kind of yeah. just let the video, let the video play. Oh, I like the It is that, yeah, like the announcer just said, wow. I've never seen it. You see the, the leaves are blowing a little bit there. Nothing's blowing that Glen Allen Hill jersey, though. I mean, that's more than 460. I don't care. What that is the rooftop 
in Chicago. He put it on the roof oh. in Chicago. Glen Allen Hill, the best, one of the best parts of the video, besides the fact that it's an absolute epic Titanic blast, and nobody's coming close to doing that no. right now. McGuire, maybe I heard stories was doing that in BP, but stories are stories. You know, they yep. get embellished. Glenn Allen Hill hits it. And the pitcher, I mean, didn't even look at it. He just goes like this. He goes, ball. Ball like, me. Next ball. <laughs> Give me the next one because that one's not coming. I mean, wow. the rooftop, that is that should be talked about way more than – and they put the 460 sign up there. Shit. Stop it. That's yeah, Friday, no. 35, 40. Yeah, so far. Come on, and and where that freaking ball would land? Oh, Holy shit! Hey, do your Kratz hats, or I'm gonna forget. Oh yeah, yeah, Kratz hats today. This is my first. I think it's my first non minor league hat. Oh, so we're going, and and I've definitely. I don't know if the video show can show guy. it. It's a little got a little salt stains. This uh, is when you only got one hat. This was that. summer league. Wood Bat League, the Waynesboro Generals. Only a few OGs know about nice, this one. I got nice. another one, but the Waynesboro Generals in the Shenandoah Valley League. Oof. It is. It was. Must have been hot there, huh? Part of the journey. Well, I, I wore it to the. I wore it to the golf course because yeah, course. so I had to have a job during that time too. You know, non-scholarship kids. Smart, smart. <laughs> I like it. Uh, all right, I got a video to show you, and you know for. For some, this could be tough to watch. For others, it's awesome because it gives you a little slice of the past. This was last night, and we tweeted it right afterwards just to make sure everyone saw it. You just wanted to make sure nobody missed a walk-off bunt from the backup catcher in a Royals win over the White Sox. Freddie Fermin said, quote, my mind thought I have to do it. And a bunt attempt. The bunt is down. Tell you what, he didn't have to do it, but it's And a bunt beautiful. attempt, the bunt is down, and Fermin wins the game. So nice, we got to see it twice. That is gold. Off uh, Reynaldo Lopez, they're like, yeah, you throw a billion, but take this bunt, dude. You you just don't see that much anymore. No, it's, it's when you walk off the field, like, what just happened? <laughs> really, what, we just lost? You definitely never tried that. <laughs> no, I... Never. I squared one time in the COVID season because um, uh, Batances, Dylan Batances, was oh. on the mound. And I'm like, He's I haven't bad. had him at bat in like six days. And it was first and third. I'm like, yeah. I'm a square to bunt. I can put a bunt down. Yeah. And the other part of it was Dylan did not like fielding the ball. So I figured if, if I got it out there, this is a yeah. knock. And I squared the bunt. And Dylan threw one halfway up the screen, so we won yeah, on a walk-off wild it. pitch. Thank God. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Yeah, that, that tweet was was hot. Like, four-figure likes, three-figure retweets, the whole thing. People were all about it. All right, Todd, Father, you got a shout-out? I'll finish it up here. Military shout-out. Camp Pendleton in San Diego County in California. Marines. And a special shout-out to the corporal, my cousin, Connor Keenan. Hope you're doing well out there, man. We salute you. Let's go, big dog. Thinking yes. about you. We appreciate you. We thank you for your service. And wow, that was a Friday. Love that. Love that. And happy birthday shout outs. Yogi Berra and that um, flick is out, that documentary. So check that out. Lindsay Berra putting it together and narrating it. Uh, Ken talked about it. And happy birthday, big dog Lance Lynn. 
No salads today for the birthday. He knows what we're talking about. Do your thing. Cake. <laughs> Fuck the sweeper. Back on Monday. <laughs> Foul territory fans, listen up. Our friends at BetMGM are running an MLB bet $10, get $100 instantly promo with the bonus code SPICYMLB. Here's how it works. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your newly created account. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. Place a pregame money line wager of at least $10 on any MLB team to win at standard odds price, and you will receive $100 in bonus bets instantly. If you sign up in Massachusetts or Ohio, you receive $200 in bonus bets. Use the bonus code SPICYMLB. 